It's been two years since a regional virus outbreak led to a global pandemic. COVID-19 has delivered two long years of illness and death, government-enforced shutdowns and working from home, vaccines and face masks, supply chain problems, and travel bans. The health crisis is far from over, and business travel is not likely to return to pre-pandemic levels until at least 2024, according to an analysis by the U.S. Travel Association. Still, there are signs that business travel is making a comeback. Conferences that were virtual in 2021 are expected to be in person in 2022. And companies are welcoming employees back into offices that were abruptly evacuated when this all started. Hello, I'm David Hilgen. Welcome to Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. Our guest today is Larry Carraro, Senior Risk Engineering Consultant with Zurich North America. Last year, Larry talked about the risks associated with business travel during a global pandemic, but much has changed since then. Hi, Larry. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. Larry, the risk of business travel during the COVID-19 pandemic continue to evolve. Can you share with us how things have changed in the past year? Sure, David. They've changed actually quite a bit. When the pandemic first started, uh, everything was shut down. Business travel is slowly, slowly rebounding. Although, as you mentioned, it's going to take some time for it to, to return to pre-pandemic levels. Some of the things that I think have, have really evolved over this time, uh, first is actually the use of technology. Prior to the pandemic, traditional business travel, where you would, you know, travel by car or plane and nothing really different there. And checking at a hotel. Well, technology, I think, has really taken over where everything now is, as a result of the pandemic, has really gone hands-free. Your smartphone has become your uh, airline ticket, your hotel key, uh, your, you know, how you select your seat assignments on an airplane. So we really evolve when it comes to the technology and how we're using it in business travel. Interesting. Yeah, I, I have noticed that. So it seems like travel restrictions and guidelines are updated almost on a daily basis. How can business travelers stay on top of the latest rules and regulations? Yeah, it's been and will probably continue to be a moving target for the foreseeable future. One thing I do is in my travel, and I travel fairly extensively both by vehicle and by uh, airlines, is check with that individual state's requirements. You know, while the CDC has a federal guidelines in place, every state has their own individual guidelines and or requirements or mandates. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've even found it could vary uh, from city to city within a state, especially in large cities. A large city I just visited had a mask mandate for all indoor use, where in the suburbs of the same city, there was no mask mandate. So I always check with that state's uh, website uh, and in a lot of cases, the city websites, uh, just to make sure I'm familiar with those restrictions or, or mandates that might be in place. Then also, I mean, if you were to travel it internationally, uh, certainly the State Department is the go-to site for that. Uh, travel.state.gov is a website to go for any international travel restrictions. Uh, so those are probably the best tools I could recommend utilizing uh, when you're doing any sort of business travel. Well, yeah, you really have to remain vigilant. Even I, when I go out shopping anywhere, I can walk in one store 
that has no signs about masks and the next store says masks are required, you know, in the same shopping mall. You really do have to pay attention. Right. And we really need to take ownership of it ourselves and, and be prepared whenever we're traveling, whether it's business or personal travel. Yeah. Okay, so Larry, I, I've flown on commercial airlines three times in the past 18 months, and I can remember how commercial airline flights changed after 9-11 with added security, and, and now we have to remove our shoes every time we go through security. I'm beginning to think now that I won't ever fly again without wearing a mask. What do businesses and travelers need to know about the specifics of air travel guidelines? Uh, yeah, you're right, David. Um, it has changed quite a bit. I don't see the mask mandates on airlines or, or any real transportation going away anytime soon. I know they've recently been expanded or, or extended, excuse me, um, and I would expect them to be extended again until until the pandemic really is under control. Uh, so expect to continue to wear masks. Again, use those use those touchless capabilities that we have with airlines. I'm still a proponent of reducing those touch points. You know, early in the pandemic, it was all about touch points, and that's kind of waned somewhat. But uh, you know, I never travel without my hand sanitizer and uh, wash my hands often. But reducing touch points, uh, whether it's you know at the airport or at a hotel, when you are traveling by air, check with the airlines. There might be some little quirks between airlines of what their requirements are. Uh, whether it's from a you know food or beverage service standpoint, I would contact the website of the airline that you're flying on, just to make sure that you're familiar with any any new updates or or revisions they may have to their policies and requirements. And again, you know, utilizing the technology TSA.gov, the Transportation Security Administration website, is a good resource to go to for any any update regarding air travel. I think wearing masks on planes in the future, even after the pandemic, is going to reduce the likelihood that I'm going to get a cold when I travel or any kind of uh, bug. You know, it's just going to make it safer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've traveled on airlines uh, uh, several times now, and, you know, t to me, I think the airplanes themselves are, are fairly safe with their air filtration systems, with the HEPA filters. What I think about most is, you know, the prior to and after getting on an airplane, you know. Sure. Being in the actual airline terminal with a bunch of people, and the terminals are getting more crowded as people are flying more. And and then one thing that always concerns me is that old rental car shuttle bus that's usually okay. packed yeah. full of people. <laughs> that's true. Well, that brings me to my next point. So, okay, so you've you've made it safely through departure, the arrival gate. You've you've reached your destination. Whether you're going to a business meeting or a conference or something, what now? What do business travelers need to do to protect themselves once they reach their destination? Yeah, when it comes to attending meetings or conferences or conventions, uh, mask wearing is still, to me, the number one important thing to do. Again, I would check with that conference or convention you're attending uh, to see what their requirements are. I recently went to a conference in Florida where uh, you know, the state of Florida had no mask mandates or, or any sorts of requirements in place. But the convention or conference that I attended, you know, vaccinations were required. Um, they had some very strict health and safety protocols in place that went far and above what the local or state requirements were. So, so certainly check with that. Be familiar with those requirements before you travel there. Um, 
know, and using the basics, you know, utilizing social distancing when possible, uh, washing your hands often. I've noticed in the few meetings I've attended that they've been greatly reduced or eliminated are those little giveaways that oh, yeah. conferences are very good about doing. You know, they want you sure. want you to remember where you've been. But, uh, you know, any of those little touch points like that where I've seen greatly reduced or, or eliminated, which is probably not a bad thing. On the other hand, where am I going to get my dress socks for the coming year? Right, exactly. Or, or those little uh, squeeze uh, stress balls that we all use. But, uh, you know, handouts, brochures. Nowadays, I think all those, you know, for those conferences can all be obtained online. So yeah. you can print them out prior to. So, again, it just minimizes handling sure. items that we're not familiar with. Yeah. Well, everyone's got a smartphone, so you can scan some sort of code and then you can open it up right on your phone. So, yeah. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. absolutely. Absolutely. The speaker notes. Uh, yeah. And, the couple of conferences I've been to, we're still in the pandemic, but they offered a kind of a hybrid capabilities where you can attend in person and or online. Now, obviously, attending online is a lot safer than in person. Yeah, I, I don't see that going away. I think hybrid is the way to go going forward. Um, I agree. So, uh, yeah, so it sounds like just, you know, don't let your guard down once you get to your destination. So. Yeah, exactly. And again, it, you know, it's we have, you know, we need to take our own personal responsibility yeah. and, you know, for our own health and safety. So, Larry, you have a background in the hotel industry. What do uh, travelers need to know when they're staying at hotels? R related to COVID, it's kind of everything we've heard so far. Again, and reducing those touch points. I, mean, I probably haven't been to a front desk at a hotel, you know, to physically check in you know, since the pandemic started. My background in hotels is in security and safety. So I always used to use the, you know, the hard key card, but now I've gotten used to using my my phone as my room key. You know, your phone gets you into the hotel perimeter entrances. It gets you on the elevator if they have elevator controls. You check in, you check out with your phone. So, you know, you really do reduce the touch points and the interactions you have with other people. The hotel chain itself may have specific uh, standards when it comes to COVID, uh, certainly from a cleaning standpoint, but. Uh, you know, when you arrive at the hotel, I always wear my mask. And depending on the state or location, uh, I was just recently at a hotel that nobody was wearing masks, whether it was the hotel staff or the guests. But, uh, you know, if you're not comfortable, then, you know, certainly wear your mask. I know I do. Okay, Larry, is, is there anything else I haven't asked you about that you think businesses and travelers should know? Yeah, as you mentioned earlier, David, it's constantly evolving. I can't, you know, reinforce enough just checking with the destination that you're going to, whether it's a state or city, to see what their requirements are. And those state websites, you know, should have uh, current, you know, COVID statistics. You, you should check to, to make sure that, you know, there hasn't been an uptick in cases or a significant increase in cases where you may want to question or to make that yeah. business trip. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well, thanks for those insights, Larry. Uh, we like to finish these podcasts with a lightning round of personal questions. So if you're ready. I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> since we're on the topic of travel, where is one place you haven't visited that you'd like to? Yeah, I have to say Italy, David. We've uh, made a couple of attempts to, to go to Italy, and unfortunately, they haven't worked out. The last attempt was this last year. We had some travel plans, which obviously were canceled because of the pandemic, but uh, uh, probably don't see that happening again here in the near future, but, uh, yeah. but someday I'll get there. Yeah, I had to forego our trip to Paris for our 30th wedding anniversary, so we went to Frenchtown, New Jersey instead. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Italy was supposed to be our 40th anniversary, so... Uh, we're in the same boat. So, 
Can you uh, name a place that you have visited that you would go back to or recommend to others? Well, you know, I'd probably say, well, probably any of the national parks. I mean, I love yeah. going to, to any of those, but, uh, you know, the South Rim or, or North Rim of the Grand Canyon and certainly Yellowstone uh, are just two places that I think every American should should uh, be able to visit. They're just spectacular. And every time I go, it's uh, you see and learn something different. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping to make it this spring, actually, because I have a brother out in Arizona that I need to visit. So give me an excuse. Highly, highly recommend it. So um, part of business is taking calculated risks. What's the biggest professional risk that you took that that actually worked out for you? Yeah, that's a good question. I would probably have to say coming to Zurich. I was in the hotel industry prior to my Zurich career. And uh, so it was quite a pivot from a sure. professional standpoint, but uh, it's probably not probably it has been the best <laughs> the best decision or risk I've ever taken. Good. Well, that's uh, to our advantage and, and too bad for the hotels. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one last question. What is the most important skill that you think a leader should develop? Well, you know, in my years of managing people, I would probably have to say listening. You know, there's a difference between being a boss and being a leader, you know, and I think a leader, um, you know, a, a very important skill to have is is to be able to listen, listen to what your team and others have to say. And, you know, whether you incorporate that into how you do your work, but uh, I would have to say listening because, you know, your team typically knows more about what's going on than you do anyway. So listening is the skill I think we all should have. I agree with that, you know, and, and I had a couple of brief stints in management and I always viewed my role less as being the boss of this group of people as being, okay, now I have to help this group of people right. uh, yeah. achieve their goals. So I'm really working for them, even though right. I didn't have to sometimes order them around. So. Right. Yeah. 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 They're rowing the boat. You're just the rudder. You're just help them steer. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay, Larry. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. And I also want to th thank all of our listeners for tuning in to this Future of Risk podcast. I am David Hilgen. Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you left a comment or review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let us know what you think at media at zurichna.com and join us next week.